0: But the Panthers went into Winnipeg, and listen, they put up as much of a fight of fate as they could.
1: The Jets really tried.
0: They really tried. And it's like more than they normally do. A little postgame trash talk from Mark Scheifele, which I know you don't like. And it's unfortunate. Pomo was set up to fail going in there, i.e., the end of a long road trip. The injuries happen, whatever. They'll get him next time. But the Jets won. Pomo's
2: with. This is the Rod Peterson Show.
0: Yes, thank you, Rick Regan, and indeed it is. It is your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show coming at you live on Game Plus Television across all 10 Canadian provinces and 31 U.S. states. We're also live streaming on YouTube and on the radio in Metro Atlanta, WQEE. It's a weird, weird feeling today, and I'm going to tell you why as we welcome in the other half of the program. He joins us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, Darren Moose DuPont. And Moose, it's weird because... I'm really prepared and ready to go. I got the YouTube feed going. <laughs> I got, my, I got my, all my sports ready to go. And yeah, it's just weird. I'm feeling over-prepared. Have you ever had that feeling?
3: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird because you're used to just, you know, right up to the deadline, mm-hmm. getting everything, last-minute things put away. And when you have time to kick your feet up and just kind of chill, you almost feel like, am I forgetting to do something?
0: Exactly. Most times we're flying by the seat of our pants. And I think the viewers can tell. So, uh, yeah, we'll try and make it look like we're completely erratic here over the next two hours when we are joined by the newest head coach of the Ottawa Red Blacks. I see Jenna Regans tuned in from Southern California. And hey, what is uh, John Denver sing? Some days are diamonds. Some days are coal. Jenna's the happiest gal in the whole USA. That's a Donna Fargo song. Red Blacks fan, they got their head coach. Sabres fan, they set records last night. The Buffalo's. It's a good day to be Jenna. In her world, uh, John Lou will join us from TSN Winnipeg and
3: <clears throat> Broadstream and Netflix over there. I love how we're just like right on the one shot. Okay, we'll get him logged back in and get him uh, locked and loaded. I think he's. Uh, I'm gonna get that figured out. Referring to Southern California and the Buffalo Sabers on the other side. Is that you guys telling me he's back in? Yeah. Okay. Just bring him in when he's back in.
0: There you go. Shut we up. Got we're you. completely. But un- we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're completely unprepared and not ready to go. How's that? I got too cocky. Okay. So, anyway, did he hit the show horn? Did Jordan hit the show horn? No. Okay, there we go. We open with breaking news, and then we'll jump into what I had, which is Canada's world junior roster, NHL leftovers. But out of Winnipeg today, the Blue Bombers have signed head coach Mike O'Shea to a three-year contract extension. O'Shea won his second consecutive Anna Stukas trophy as the CFL's coach of the year this season after leading the Blue Bombers to a club record 15 regular season wins and a third straight trip to the Grey Cup. He began his coaching career with the Toronto Argonauts in 2010. So uh, we'll get to more of that later, but that's the biggest breaking news today in our world. Uh, from the World Juniors, I continue to be astounded by how much Canadians can't get enough of World Junior coverage. You'd think I'd know by now as a lifelong Canadian, but I, I, it really came to the fore this summer when we were at the World Juniors in Edmonton. They can't get enough. So, Canada's junior hockey team is getting another big boost from the National Hockey League. Hockey Canada saying the Seattle Kraken have loaned forward Shane Wright to the team before the start of its selection camp in Moncton. Beginning Friday, the Kraken pick Shane Wright, fourth overall in the 2022 NHL draft. He recently returned from a conditioning stint in the American Hockey League and scored his first NHL goal Tuesday against Montreal. The team, of course, that snubbed him, if you believe that theory in the last year's draft. Wright was on Canada's team in 2022. That was postponed due to COVID. He did not play in last August rescheduled tournament in Edmonton. He helped Canada win gold at the 2021 under 18 and finished the tournament tied with Connor Bedard for second in scoring with 14 points. Wright's addition to Canada's selection camp roster comes a day after the LA Kings lone defenseman, Brandt Clark, another key member of that under 18 squad to the junior team. Canada opens the camp tomorrow in Moncton Friday, the world juniors begin boxing day in Moncton and Halifax. So, that's exciting, but I did watch Bobby Margarita this morning, Bob McKenzie uh, watching on the TSN app, and he says, Here's the two guys that won't be there Mason McTavish, no chance. He's an NHL player with the Anaheim Ducks. He'd not, he'd not leave at Anaheim, and Cole Sillinger's not leaving Columbus, but that's okay. Darren, I think we'll have a pretty good team at the World Juniors this year. What do you think about this news? Oh,
3: oh yeah, I think it's great. And, you know, when you look at Shane Wright coming back, Look, it's been a tough, let's call it six months for Shane Wright. You know, being the projected number one or number two overall pick and then falling. Um, he's been in and out of the lineup in, in Seattle, and he struggled. Only just scored his first National Hockey League goal. So it hasn't exactly been off to the races at the next level for Shane Wright. So here's a chance to come back and for him to say, look, it, I own things at junior hockey. I was really good. Now I can go back here, get the confidence up, Right? Dummy the rest of the world at the World Juniors lead Canada and then hopefully transition that back into a strong NHL season.
0: Should be a heck of a tournament
3: in Moncton
0: and Halifax beginning Boxing Day. By the way, folks, before we move into the NHL coverage, the Kinsman Telemiracle 47 online, 5050 Raffle is live now. And we see that pot growing. I appreciate everybody chiming in, buying their tickets at telemiracle5050.com if you haven't please do it before the end of the week we'll be making the draw one week from friday the uh, tickets have to be purchased by anyone over the age of 19 and physically in the province of saskatchewan the draw date is friday as i mentioned a week from friday and uh, the last two 50 50 raffles sold over a million dollars in tickets to support the work of the wonderful kinsman foundation of saskatchewan so please help them out as they make people's lives better every day So uh, to the NHL, I'll fly through the leftovers. What a night. Darren, I almost wore neon yellow today with the golf shirt that you gave me in honor of the 80s because that's what Wednesday night felt like in the National Hockey League, right? Tage Thompson matched an NHL record by scoring four times in the first period. He went on to add another, scored five times as the Sabres won their third in a row on the road, 9-4 over Columbus. In Edmonton, Connor McDavid had two goals and two assists as Edmonton beat Road, Weary, Arizona, 8-2. As I tweeted, the orders had a nice practice Wednesday night. In Denver, Taylor Hall scored twice and had an assist. Boston Cruz to a 4-0 win over Colorado. In Calgary, Rasmus Anderson scored a tiebreaker at fifteen fifty seven 57 in the third period and had two assists as the Flames beat Minnesota 5-3 for their third straight win. In Philly, Alex Ovechkin scored two empty netters, and Washington sent Philly to its 13th loss in 15 games. Score was 4-1 in San Jose, Elias Pettersson scored on a breakaway at 4:25 of overtime and the Vancouver Canucks beat the Sharks 6-5 in a battle of really nice jerseys. And in Las Vegas, Mika Zubenjad had two goals and an assist and the Rangers scored three times in a minute 54 span in the third to beat the Golden Knights 5-1. If I had a lot of takeaways from last night, but one was just
3: a heck of a lot of goals. What was yours? Lot of goals. Obviously, you know, the Oilers, um, speed bag in the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, you look at Tage Thompson and his four goals in the first period. That was really fun to watch. That was cool. And then, you know, Ovechkin stands out now because he's into d- uh, double digits now, from triple digits, away from Wayne Gretzky. Just 99 goals back of the great one after a couple of empty netters. And it just seems more and more likely that it's not a question of if he's going to catch Wayne, but when he's going to catch Wayne. And now he just needs to stay healthy and play games, and it'll happen. So very big night in the NHL.
0: Yeah, he's really flying, uh, Ovi, and I'm I'm pulling for him. I mean, it was uh, going into last season, I thought there's no way that he's going to catch Wayne Gretzky, and I think it is officially now 99 goals away from catching Wayne Gretzky, and I'm with you. Uh, we had the, we've had those polls going back over a year. Will Ovi do it? And we all said no. <laughs> But he just he's defying you know. age. He's defying everything. And he's getting it done. But I want to say this. Um, number one, I just mentioned the Flames have won three in a row. Uh, I get the hand ringing in each and every NHL market, but it's getting a little much. And they're all the same. But when the Flames were struggling and they went in that dip in about games 10 to 20, everybody, th- like the roof was on fire, the Saddle Dome, and it's like, they're going to be fine. And you saw it. It was a heck of a hockey game last night. My brother was texting me about the flower. We're still flower fans going back to the Vegas days. I said, this is just a great game. And the Flames beat a really good Minnesota Wild team. So they're, uh, they're all happy in Calgary for now. But the one thing, I'm watching NHL Network this morning, and I was... <laughs> they started talking about the Heart Trophy. And I guess this is how I'm out of touch, Darren. I was like, huh? Looked at the TV. The Heart Trophy? Now? In the second week of December, like, I'm not even thinking about this. Tell me if you are more fan or more media or where you are. I never even, it was the furthest thing from my radar. And I'm watching the NHL every night, but I'm not thinking about it. But apparently some people are. Are you?
3: Yeah, not yet. I think it was a little too early for me to start thinking about Hart Trophy. Things you think about as you know, who might, who are the scoring leaders? And I think about the Art Ross a little bit you know, in the Maurice, rocket Richard trophy, I think about who's, who's out to an early start and who's going to be, you know, the good players in the national hockey league heading down to the final uh, stretch of the season. But yeah, you think about the art, the, the heart a little bit now, I guess, if if you bring it up and it's fun to talk about who are the MVPs right now in the early part of the season, I've heard that early season MVPs. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not what we're used to to talking about the, uh, the year end awards uh, before Christmas. <laughs> before the halfway. Moment. And sometimes
0: I wonder, is it me? And I don't think it's me. Um, Allie's watching in Texarkana. She says, it's way too early. LOL. Genesis, T and Oi, oi. Sabres, Tage Thompson. He oh, came yes. out of nowhere. Six foot seven. Well, speaking of, um, I, I had to put it to our interns in our morning meeting. I'm like, Who would be the heart candidates right now? Austin, Matt, like, it's not even, it just blew my mind. (laughs) I'm so not thinking about that. And yes, my bracelet says one day at a time, but I'm just sitting there enjoying each day watching last night's games. I'm very excited that the Florida Panthers are home to the Detroit Red Wings tonight after a five-game road trip. I've discovered this. I used to get depressed when the Regina Pats were on the road. I'm like, there's nothing to do. I, I just love Pats games so much. And then it was the same thing now with the Florida Panthers. So I can't wait to get to the rink Um, from John Ohm. I don't have the gong up here, but Ohm, he says Connor McDavid is leading the chase for the Hart trophy, including pulling well ahead of Austin Matthews last year's winner, which incidentally is another thing. So many people felt that it was an, an injustice that Austin Matthews would beat Connor McDavid last year in the voting for the Hart trophy. Whether it is, whether it's not, like I, it's not about the awards. And I don't think the fans or media will ever be aware of that. And a lot of the coaches and, well, the coaches know that it's not. I think the players really want the awards, but it's not about that. Connor's team went deeper in the playoffs. Um, And again, Connor is leading. I'm with John on, he's leading the NHL in points right now. Look what he did last night, four points. But who else? Somebody mentioned Tage Thompson in our morning meeting, and I'm like, ah, one great night. Yeah, maybe he's had a good month. Why are we talking about this? Who besides Connor McDavid would be hard candidates in your mind right now?
3: Yeah, you got to go to Connor or uh, to uh, McDavid and Dry Seidel as being up near the top. I'm sure Austin Matthews um, would be in the conversation again, although not maybe as strong as he was last year. You know, where does Tage Thompson fit? If Buffalo, I think, was doing a little bit better in the standings, you start looking at a guy like Tage Thompson really pulling on the reins um, in that organization. Um, you look at the teams, you look at Boston and who's leading the way with Boston and, and Jersey. But um, it's, it's got to be Connor and it's got to be Leon in that conversation. And then probably a little bit of a gap before anybody else because you look at that Oilers roster, nobody else is pulling on the rope, feels like, except those two. They're the only two. So you think about where Edmonton would be without them.
0: It's two of the last three winners of the Hart Trophy are Edmonton Oilers. So you probably could look to the Alberta capital for this year's winner. But again, you throw in the Toronto vote, if you will, and that changes everything. So again, it just blew my mind. But that's not to say people are wrong for talking about it. You know, we watch these U.S. television shows and they throw out the zaniest things like who is the Chiefs' biggest opposition in the AFC to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, why are we talking about that? But it's something to talk about. So, um, BW in Edmonton says McDavid is the first to 50 points this season. Yeah, right now, if you were voting, he'd win. We're not voting right now. I think that's the main crux of this whole thing. There's also big breaking news on this Thursday. Russia-free WNBA star Brittany Griner this morning in a dramatic prisoner swap. As the U.S. released notorious Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, but failed to win freedom for another American, Paul Wellen, who has been jailed for nearly four years, the swap at a time of heightened tensions over Ukraine achieved a top goal for President Joe Biden. So I'm happy for Brittany on her way home. Um, you Did you want to throw in the joke that you'd heard about this or not, about this trade? You're saying it's not much of a trade. you want to say that or not?
3: Well, I guess I already did say it, um, but no, they, they talked about um, bringing the military veteran home as well. And they couldn't, they couldn't make the deal in a two for one. And I forget now, cause it's not on the top of my mind. I'd kind of flushed it, what they called this arms deal, the Russian arms dealer. Um, and I wish I had the name now off the top of my head. He has a crazy nickname. It's like death machine or something like that. And they said, you've traded death machine for a basketball player not really a fair trade and somebody joked merchant of death thank you jordan you've traded merchant of death for a basketball player and it's kind of like um the aj brown trade that was on twitter this morning but no it's a great thing to have Brittany Griner back um and and put that to rest should never have been locked up over there uh, in russia and so it's a, a sad situation but it looks like we've reached a great conclusion so uh, happy to hear that I don't know if Rod's back yet or if we're uh, we're close, so I'm going to take a look at the – okay. I think we're actually really close to a break. We're over time for a break. So, Jordan, let's go to a break, and let's figure out uh, – get Rod back in. And I believe Bobby Dice of the Ottawa Red Blacks is on the way next. It's the Rod Peterson Show, Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and uh, listening on 99.1
2: The Key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now.
3: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da
4: ba ba ba.
2: Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show
0: it sure is canada's favorite daytime sports talk and entertainment show is live and uh, i was very delighted to learn that ottawa is in our top 10 cities for viewership on game plus television we are carried out there on rogers cable and koji Co. so howdy to the red blacks fans and howdy to their newest head coach bobby dice joins us today on video chat and bobby let me be the three thousandth to say Congratulations on getting the top job, my man. We're all very happy for you. Um, how's it feel to be in charge for real, finally?
4: Well, you know, obviously uh, ecstatic that uh, Sean and the ownership group in uh, Ottawa uh, had the faith in me to uh, lead the team in 2020 through two and uh, beyond. So, you uh, know, very happy. You know, obviously I have a very good relationship with a lot of the players over there and uh, have a great uh, knowledge base of the city of Ottawa and their fans. So it's a great place to start. Haven't been there for the last seven years. So I'm just ecstatic.
0: Yeah, that is a long time and you've seen all the ups and downs, obviously, but let me ask you that. Was that part of the reason why you were given the nod and had the interim tag uh, taken off? Because you know more than anybody else, what that organization has been through and what you have for talent in the cupboard. there, moving into 2023.
4: Um, you know, that's an interesting question. I don't know that uh, <clears throat> that's the, the main reason I was given the job. I, I really believe Sean uh, did a really in-depth search. And uh, as I've always said, uh, when you look at the list of candidates, uh, there's a lot of fantastic coaches in this league. And uh, he wanted to make sure that I was the best fit for that. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, you could say, well, yeah, I've been there for seven years. But uh, at the same time, Sean and I have a very new relationship. And uh he had to make sure that uh, uh, the partnership or working arrangement between the two of us would work. And, you know, uh, obviously the benefit of working with him this past season. But before that, Sean and I didn't know each other at all. So and it was truly Sean's decision. So um, it may have played a part in it, but I don't certainly don't think it played a big part at all.
0: Yeah, and that's why I ask, Bobby, is because I've known you a long time, and my thing would be, well, why wouldn't you hire Bob Dice? I'm just looking at it how Sean Burke might have been looking at it. You and I have known each other a long time. We spent a lot of one-on-one time. I know you very well, and I know I knew that you were the guy. I guess I didn't want to intimate that this was the easy hire. I'm sure it wasn't easy for Sean, but what is the next task for you, Bob? Well, right now, you
4: know, uh, looking to finalize uh, my the coaching staff here in Ottawa and making sure we get the right mix, mix of uh, great experienced uh, CFL coaches uh, as well as some youth in there as well um, just to make sure, obviously, that's, uh, that'll be a part of our leadership team. And so it's really important to get the right guys who can communicate uh, well with players, uh, fantastic teachers, and obviously very uh, knowledgeable Canadian football league.
0: You know, we had Jeff Reinbold on here on Friday and he said the toughest part of being a head coach is filling out your staff. And listen, I've never done it. I've never been a football coach. Why? And he explained why that is, but do you, have, has it been difficult for you or no? Well, you know, why would Jeff say that? You well, think?
4: well, you know, it, it is It is a challenge, obviously, um, and especially a year like this where there isn't a whole lot of transition in the league. Um, and so now you are you have to identify, obviously, um, guys who are available, um, you know, contract wise, everything like that. And you always want to you would like to have people you've worked with or you have a great idea of who they are and what they are, both on the field and off. Um, and, you know, there's a there's a big there is a big talent base out there, but a lot of them are locked up in contracts. And, and so when you're maneuvering that and, um, you know, making sure everything is a fit, um It it, it is challenging, but, you know, I'm extremely ecstatic uh, with the guys I've been able to hire as my uh, coordinators. Um, Both two guys who have got great history over there back in Saskatchewan. Um, You know, we were able to win a great cup together. And, you know, with both those guys, Kahari, I've known over 20 years and uh, Barron, it's well over 10. And I've seen the success that they've had. Uh, in the CFL, and uh, so ecstatic to get those guys, and, you know, we've got some other additions that uh, haven't been announced yet, Um, so it's progressing really well, but it is, uh, there is some challenges to it.
0: Yeah, it certainly looks like it's progressing well, and I, listen, you are a, like me, a look-forward guy, or even you know one day at a time, guy, you don't really want to look back, but it seems like you've always had a great group in ottawa like I think of paul Lapalise, like family it's been a, a tough few years uh in ottawa, obviously, cause, but it seems like that coaching staff's very very close
4: what one hundred percent you know um like I said uh, I think you know as as you work your way down and uh uh finding uh Quality people. Like I said, there's, you know, a lot of quality people in this league and it's just a matter of making making the right matches. And like I said, you know, we've progressed really well and uh, I'm excited. Uh, You know, it's good as well. You get an opportunity to talk to other coaches in in a different vein uh, than you probably have in the past. And uh, so the process, I'm really enjoying the process and uh, hoping to have things finalized here quick.
0: You know, I never really asked you this, and by the way, I appreciate the time because I know how busy you guys are, 365, but you know, when you had to switch over from being a receivers coach, offensive coordinator with Saskatchewan, to special teams, we knew you could do it because of how smart you are and your veteranship in the game, but how tough was that, Bobby? That had to be like a seminal moment in your career, and you did it seamlessly, by the way, but was it difficult?
4: yeah you know, um without a doubt you know i rod I always say that was probably um even though the the choice or the decision at that time was uh wasn't something I was overly ecstatic about um <laughs> when i when i when i uh when I made the decision to do that, I could have sat out a year and just gotten paid, but uh that's not the type of person I am, and uh, <laughs> uh really jumped into it wholeheartedly and uh um you know much like anything if you if you focus in and lock in on it um you know i think You know, I have confidence in myself and I confidence in the players that I had there in Saskatchewan. Uh, uh, And so just focused it in and locked in on that. You know, it's transitional, uh, just getting maybe a little bit more of the defensive mindset. But uh, I'll tell anybody that really that move was probably the most important one in my career. To go forward you know i don't know that i would have been able to step in um as easily possibly um as i did as the interim coach in saskatchewan in 2015 when i did because when you're a special teams coordinators you're always managing uh, the game somewhat you're always in the head coach's ear, and you have to take care of all the uh uh
0: managing all the things that are happening in your environment i remember it very well and uh Everything happens for a reason, Bobby, but sometimes it's tough to figure out at the time. But looking back, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is, everything does work out. Now, now, speaking of all that, are you staying in control of special teams in Ottawa, or I'm sure you've addressed this, but I, I haven't heard the answer. What's the plan there? Um, yeah,
4: you know, I'll, uh, as I, I, I said, um, obviously as head coach, a lot of, lot of things to uh, worry about in, in game management uh, at the uh, And I want to make sure even, you know, throughout the week that I have a really good uh, understanding of everything that's going on. So really important in that. So I I will still keep my hands in it. I'll say it like that, Rod. Um, I'll be in all the meetings. I will, uh, the players will hear my voice uh, significantly, but I will have uh, a special teams coach that's really going to manage a lot of the process.
0: Um. Another thing is you got some names on that free agent list. Um, It's a long list. Every team's list is long. There's some big names on there. How much of uh, of a hand will you have in that uh, with your general manager as we approach free agency?
4: You know, um... Obviously, uh, Sean Sean uh, had said it. You know, even at the press conference, or even having worked with him uh, earlier this year, uh, he really feels this is a partnership. So you know, um, everything that we do, you know, it'd be no different than like even with my uh, as uh, I work through uh, this mechanics of my staff. You know, we're on we're in constant conversation and things like that. And so it'd be uh, no different than that. You know, we'll we'll discuss you know how the parts that we have, and then possibly parts that we have to. uh, add to it, uh, to get to where we want to be. So, you know, it'll be a kind of partnership and we'll work together in that, uh, going forward so that we got the right mix.
0: I won't keep you much longer. I just want to ask you about Ottawa as a city and as a football town, because from the moment you arrived, I mean, I've been watching you closely. We all watch each other and it just seems like the perfect fit for not only you, Bob, but your family and the the, the franchise and the town has it gone as well as it looks from the outside for you personally?
4: Well, you know, what's, what's funny about it, Rod, at, at the end of 2015, when I was leaving Saskatchewan, I really uh, made it a family decision. I had uh, three or four uh, different offers on places to go and uh, Amanda and my youngest daughter Ava, Ava had actually come out to uh, Ottawa uh, when we played out there and uh, so they played a big role uh, along with my older kids on deciding where to go and uh Ottawa was where they wanted to, they wanted to be and uh, and it's worked out well it's, it's such a beautiful city uh I'm still in awe of the, the parliament and there's so many uh, green spaces and everything like that and the, you know passionate passionate fan base uh, which you always want to have when you're coaching in this league and um you know and obviously you know the mix with the players here uh the relationship i've built over the seven years uh it's been a really good fit for uh both me and uh, my family when they're there
0: yeah it's an unheralded football town across this country and i wanted to point that out uh but the, i guess i'm not in canada right now but you know what i mean and <laughs> lastly your son tristan we got to get he just had to stay in this perilous game of football i see his uh, <laughs> bringing back with the bc lions what's it like when the lions play the red blacks uh in your household and what's it like with your son being in the league with BC?
4: Well, you know, it, it, it's funny. I, I think I came home from a bye week and my wife and daughter were in orange and black t-shirts and, uh, <laughs> which was a little, little, little bit of a surprise. And I had to kind of remind them, uh, always want to support family, but remember who pays, helps pay the mortgage. Oh, um, but uh, other, other than, uh, other than that, um, it's been good. You know, anytime you have uh, a son who kind of, you know, I'm not going to say follows where the direction you're going, but uh, it's working in the same industry, you know, uh, you take pride in that. Tristan's done a fantastic job. You know, anything that he has done uh, similar to my past, he's always uh, done better than I am, whether it's as a player, uh, a student, anything like that. So, you know, uh, obviously my wife and family support him uh, just like I do. Um, Coach Campbell that he works with out in BC is uh, you know a good friend of mine, and I couldn't think of a better person for him to be working with as he's growing his young career.
0: Bobby, I could talk to you forever. I, should, I, can't, I shouldn't let you go without asking you this. Uh, Reinbold agreed with me when I said that you were a trailblazer of Canadian coaches <clears throat> in the CFL because there, every team's got them now, but at the time when you got in, there weren't that many. Do you feel that you kind of blazed a trail or No.
4: Know that uh, necessarily blaze the trail. I, I think it's important um, that we do have uh, young Canadian coaches, and I think it's important that uh, there's a, a, a group of us who are um, you know somewhat successful, so that the young coaches out there can see that uh, they strive and they work hard, they can uh, reach the, the the pinnacle of uh, this great league. You know, um, you know, there's guys, you know, Mark Killam, uh, Corey Mace, uh, Brent Monson, uh, Mike Benavides, all these. Uh, these fantastic Canadian coaches and I'm just uh, proud to be uh, a guy like them uh, who's worked their way up through, you know, whether it's uh, CJFL and then U sport football uh, and uh, now uh, have the opportunity to uh, be a head coach uh, as a, as a Canadian uh, in, in this great league, you know, uh, The place in Ottawa is just fantastic Um, from the ownership uh, to the OSEC foundation. um, It's just really a fantastic place. And I'm extremely proud that, uh, you know, that they went with a uh, Canadian coach.
0: Yeah. I think that's why we're all so happy that you got that Bobby. So I'll say again, congratulations. I always enjoy our visits. Merry Christmas, sir. Thanks for the time. And uh, we'll do it again. Good luck. Thank you very much.
4: And uh, Merry Christmas to you and uh, Darren as well.
0: Thank you. The newest head coach of the Canadian Football League's Ottawa Red Blacks, Bob Dice. We're going to be chatting with TSN Winnipeg's John Lou next. It is Canada's favorite daytime sports talk show. Live on Game Plus television, live streaming on YouTube,
2: and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. oh yeah he's back time for more of the rod peterson show
0: so much to get to today on the rp show on game plus tv available of course all across manitoba on bell mps cable uh albert nbc on Telus, saskatchewan Sastel max and all throughout eastern canada rogers kojiko cable video link sorry videotron EastLink, link wherever you're joining us from thanks and all across the u.s as well on Game Plus, John Lou joining us now from TSN Winnipeg. And before we get to the Jets or the Blues tonight, hey, Johnny, good to see you, my man. Uh, the breaking news. You. Yeah, the breaking news out of the CFL Canada today is Mike O'Shea signing a new three-year deal with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, let me ask you, were you falling off your chair with that news? I, I didn't think he was going <laughs> anywhere. How did you uh, react
1: to it? I, I was like, oh, okay, the, the other shoe finally dropped <laughs> because... Uh, like you said, Rod, um, I think we all expected that Mike O'Shea was going to re-sign. I mean, this would be his third straight contract, three-year deal. Uh, but just from listening to him uh, in his, his post-season press conference and the way that his players were talking on locker cleanout day, but also the ones who subsequently signed as free agents in the past two weeks since the season ended, all of them were saying, basically, you know, they were throwing off strong vibes about wanting to keep the band together and O'Shea himself saying that he strongly encourages guys who would be pending free agents to consider, you know, weighing the fact that they have something special building here uh, in Winnipeg and take that into account when considering if the grass is greener on the other side. And so if Mike O'Shea is saying that to his players, how can he in good faith and good conscience be thinking about going to other pastors himself, right? So, it, and players were saying the same thing to him too. It's like basically alluding to the fact that, coach, you should be staying here too because of the same reasons you're saying players should stay. And so it really just felt like it was a matter of dotting the I's and crossing the T's and figuring out exactly what. Well. I think term was but probably I, going to be the same. Hmm? I'm sorry. I, 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 saw, I, saw, I sent some
0: angst from Bomber fans, though.
1: Until it was signed, they seemed worried. Am I right? Um, maybe to to be honest, Rod, I didn't, I I didn't pay that close attention to it or look that closely at it, but just from the subtext again, of what coach and players were saying, it just really felt to me like this was a foregone conclusion that O'Shea was going to stay here. It was only going to be a matter of, uh, I think dollars, we probably won't get that figure, but I think the term chances are, it was going to be the same thing. I believe some fans probably thought that, oh, well, you know, this would be perfect opportunity for him to take on uh, a dual role as a GM and coach, but never got the sense. And certainly from listening to the way that O'Shea was talking in his post-game conference that or post-season conference, that, that he was interested in taking on the dual role, that he's very happy in, the, in, in what he's doing right now, what he's helped build uh, in terms of the culture, the winning heritage now uh, with the club and uh, just the direction that they're heading and where they're currently at. So I, I really never got the sense that O'Shea was going to walk.
0: Five games in the National Hockey League tonight. They're all big in their own way here uh, down the road in Sunrise, the Florida Panthers home to Detroit. I'm looking forward to that. But the Winnipeg Jets are at the St. Louis Blues. And, uh, man, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see this coming out of the Jets this year. What's the vibe in Winnipeg right now around the Central
1: Division leading Jets, John? Yeah, I think that's the uh, nearest I can figure is that, uh, again, while well, looking at social media, fans seem to be very happy. Um, not just with the the team's position and the standings, but just the way that Rick Bonus has come in and helped enable a culture change for this club. Um, and the way that the, the uh, players who had off seasons last year, um, how they've gotten back on track or in some cases elevated their game. I mean, Mark Scheichle is a very good example. He played one of his best games in a Jets uniform probably a couple of seasons or so, uh, certainly this year on Tuesday with uh, the Jets' former coach, Paul Maurice in town, uh, Blake Wheeler, without the 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 pressure and the expectations and the burden of a letter on his sweater, um, he's playing his best hockey since his career seasons back in 2019, or 18 and 19. Uh, Josh Morrissey, looks like he's heading to a, a, the, the Norris Trophy conversation at year end, if he consider- continues in, in, in this vein. Connor Hellebuck, at Canada as well, and, Players in depth positions, you know, in the bottom six that they are really contributing well, uh, defense as well. And when you talk to the players, they seem to have a really good vibe, a good, uh, a real sense of togetherness and cohesiveness in the room. And uh, so, I mean, hey, you know, we're just past the quarter point of the season. But all the signs that are building within the locker room are translating into results on the ice. Um Consistency will come with time, but uh, certainly the club is going in the right direction, and it really feels like people in the city are very happy with that.
0: Well, you know, I, I would ask you how far you, how, if they, this continues and for how long, but nobody really knows. This is the fun part of covering sports. Nobody knows. Um, but you've been around teams for so long, John. What I'm sensing from you is a vibe of that it will go on for a while. This is the team that the Jets are. Have I, have I read that right? Yeah, absolutely, Rod.
1: And I go back to, um, I forget which game it was, about a week ago. um, Might have been before the Columbus game, the one prior to the Columbus game. And the vibe after the morning skate was kind of like on a practice day where there were a lot of players in the room. There was a lot of chatter. the, 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 The volume inside the room was louder than it would normally be following a morning skate, that there was more energy from the players, a fairly large group of them in the room at that point. And that's kind of an indicator, a barometer. And for me, being new to covering this team, I just sort of look for little indicators. You know, what are the trends that I've noticed since the start of training camp? What are the trends or moments that I'm witnessing um, as the season moves from moment to moment, stage to stage? And that did seem like uh, that was an indicator of just, what kind of vibe there is in the room or how good the guys feel around each other and about their game. Having said that, they went and really laid an egg at home versus Columbus last Friday. And and then two days later, they had a very bad first period against the Anaheim Ducks. And, you know, Rick bonus was, he was ticked off after both those games, even though against Anaheim, the jets came from behind and, and won quite handily. But, you know, these still, it's the early stages. And, and, and one thing that bonus had said, um, Early on, is that when the club was struggling, when they'd get into moments that were unfamiliar territory for them as a group this season, is that they would revert to some of their habits from last year that were counterproductive. And so again, you know, they're they're, they're trying to find their own brand of consistency within uh, Rick Bonus's system, within his coaching staff style. Uh, but at the quarter point, you know, he had a couple of the leaders like uh, Adam Lowry, Brendan Dillon, saying that there's no excuse at this point. But the players not knowing the system for saying that it's like okay, well, that's still not second nature to them. Uh, that's that they they expect of themselves to be executing the system that's laid in front of them and playing the way that uh, the coaching staff wants them to.
0: Wonderful analysis. We got about thirty seconds. Do you miss Montreal? The ole 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 ole. I know Winnipeg's <laughs> your hometown, but Montreal's cool, man. Do you think you find yourself missing it, or? following it more closely than you
1: normally should or would? Oh, I'm keeping a close eye on what's happening there, Rod, for sure. And actually the uh, last game I tweeted that, you know, like it was, it was Canada, our Canadian armed forces night. And so there was a military trumpeter playing during some of the breaks in action. And uh, she was in the third period, she was playing the Olay song and some of the crowd was started singing. it. And I just, you know, it, it really felt, it was so familiar Right. I mean, I lived that for 15 years in Montreal in the Bell Center. It's like, yeah, that was a very nostalgic moment. So, yeah, you know, certain certain things, not the least of which is the weather. Yesterday was 10 degrees and raining in my home area as opposed to minus 40 with the uh, wind chill here in Winnipeg. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm missing the weather in Montreal for sure uh, and some elements of it. But, hey, you know what? It's great being back in my hometown. I'm loving it here.
0: Montreal, Canadiens, Al's, it's a special, special place, but you're right, Winnipeg is very, very special too. Best of both worlds for you. John, thanks for the time and uh, enjoy the game tonight.
1: Thank you, Rob, appreciate it. Take care, we'll see you again.
0: TSN Winnipeg's John Liu. We have a viewer takeover segment coming up next, a sports update and more. Stick around, we'll be right back on Game Plus, YouTube Live and WQEE 99.1 FM.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod.
0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Viewer Takeover. My apologies to the guys flying the Millennium Falcon today, Clark and Jordan. I know we're making you sweat here with connection issues, but it seems to be okay as we head into Viewer Takeover and a sports update. Listen, gang, we're all in this together, right? You, the viewers, me, the staff, remind me to get to the text questions, and some need to carry over to next hour because some are for moose. 902-518-3033 is the number to text us. But a sports update on this Thursday. Let me go back a little bit. Where's my bell? I knocked, did you hear? I knocked this whole thing right off the table today when John Lewis was on. Gong, but I got it back. Russia freed WNBA star Brittany Griner this morning in a dramatic prisoner exchange as the U.S. released notorious Russian arms dealer, Victor Bout, but failed to win freedom for another American, Paul Whelan, who has been jailed for nearly four years. We have comments on that from viewers. And before I go any further, let's go out to Salmon Arm, B.C. You're on the air. Kevin, he says, Brittany Griner should have been arrested. You're not allowed drugs in Russia. Did we all forget that? That's from Kev- Kevin and Sam RMBC. How about that? What can we say? Drugs kill dreams. How about that? Uh, the Toronto Raptors are back above the 500 mark after a 126-113 win over the Los Angeles Lakers Wednesday night. Pascal Siakam and Fred VanVleet had 25 points apiece for the Raps, who are now 13-12. and 12. Our Atlanta Hawks. Here come the Hawks. Lost. at the New York Knicks. Ryan O'Radio, what's going on down there with our Atlanta Hawks? San Diego Padres are adding an all-star slugger to an already deep lineup. A source telling the Associated Press the team has agreed to an 11-year deal with Xander Bogart's Worth $280 million US. He was the headliner in a stellar group of free agent shortstops this offseason. And the Northern Star Award as Canada's Athlete of the Year goes to hockey player Marie-Philippe Poulet. She captained the Canadian women's hockey team to Olympic gold and a world title. The sports update, proudly brought to you by Kinsman Telemiracle 50-50 online raffle. It is live now. From Kevin in uh, Kevin, the medium says, does she go back to jail in America? She committed a crime. I don't think so. Uh, She didn't commit the crime in America, but I'm no lawyer. Remind me of this. Sean is watching on Game Plus Television in Vancouver, B.C., where we are on TELUS Channel 924. says, hey, Rod, can you ask Moose how his TSN appearance went yesterday? What was he on? I wanted to watch that, but couldn't find it. Thanks. Another great show today. Thank you, Sean. He was on TSN2, but I'll let him tell the story next hour. Stephen Jacobson's watching in North Dakota. Harvey, North Dakota, he says. He says, uplifting fun, enjoyable therapy, VRP show. That's the whole thing. We just want to have fun. We want to make you feel good. You, the audience. Uh, And we'll get some leftovers last minute of play. Number one, some leftovers from yesterday. Uh, Steven brings up CFL expansion. He says the CFL should expand to grand forks and Fargo, North Dakota regarding community appearances, Dougal and Cameron for pro athletes. He says, 1968 Herm Harrison, Granville Liggins and Howard Starks rolled into our inner city schoolyard in a Lincoln continental and spent all afternoon showing us about football. Still a fan to this day. That's the value of player appearances. Rose in Edmonton, on the other hand, says when Chris Jones was in Edmonton, he missed Monday morning magic at the exhibition his first year and was roasted for it the next year. The entire team, including the office staff, had to go, and they had a great time. I don't know what that is, but I heard about it. Jones uh, not big on community appearances. What he is big on is winning. Next hour, Ken Reed and the Moose stick around after this uh, quick pause on Game Plus
2: and the Key WQE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.